Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, the electric vehicle revolution is probably still in first gear, but it is definitely set to transform our driving habits over the coming years. One of the challenges facing the switch to electric vehicles is a concern about charging capacity. However, my next guest, Hugh Sheehy from GoEve, has the perfect solution. Hugh will be discussing GoEve's dock chain technology, but first, I'd like to get an insight into your own background. My career has been an interesting, an interesting journey. I started off many years ago as a, as a young man working in the energy business uh, outside Ireland, and I spent time in the Netherlands, the UK, all over the world. And then at a certain point, I did what many engineers do, is I decided I needed to do an MBA, and I went to France, to INSEAD, to do an MBA there, which was a, a sort of transformational experience in a lot of ways. And after that, I worked in telecom and the internet, again, all over the world for many years before finally coming home to Ireland to work in, in Google. Spent quite a while in Google and then became a sort of roving CTO in a number of different jobs and then went back into the energy space doing projects for the ESB for, for several years, about three years, I think, in total. And then the startup itch got back to me and I started working with a number of people in the UK on electric vehicles, on EV car sharing, very much with the idea that we didn't want to replace you know, every petrol or diesel car with an electric car, we might as well try and be more efficient the next time around. Um, and then I bumped into the guys from UCD who had the dock chain technology, and that was really an eye-opener. I was like, oh, my goodness, we have to really work on this and try and turn this into something big because it's got all the potential to do that. So what is dock chain technology all about? Well, one of the problems, as we've seen now in the last, and even accelerated in the last couple of years, the world needs to transition away from fossil fuels, and it needs to do it faster than probably we we are going to and faster than we think we can. But what's happening in the pandemic is a lot of people are transitioning now to electric vehicles and the crunch point that comes up is charging. Can everybody get to a charging point? And the dock chain technology was actually invented several years ago here in here in Dublin at UCD when they had the realization that if you had two or three electric cars in one household, there was only going to be one electric car charger on the wall outside and you needed a way of getting all of the two or three cars access to that charging point without needing to fight over it at dinner time. So the dock chain technology is, in its simplest terms, something like a, an extension bar for regular power, but you can't just keep plugging electric cars into an extension bar until the fuses pop because there's a whole bunch of signaling between the car and the charger to make sure that everything is safe to charge. These things are, are higher power than a normal domestic, a domestic appliance. So the, the guys in UCD invented a way of doing this with really simple electrical boxes. You could daisy chain them out along the ground and have, you know, dad's dock chain and mom's dock chain. And if there's somebody else staying in the house there, one as well. And when you go home, you plug your car in and the dock chain system will manage all of the charging of all of the cars, even if you've only got one charger on the wall. It's a really simple idea. It's like a daisy chain of charging units. It's, it's, it's very simple. So once you saw the technology in action, you thought about commercialising it. So I know that the patent itself is owned by UCD. So how did you get access to the technology through that patent? Well, I've been doing some work with UCD before looking. They have panels of people to look at their startups. And they knew from interacting with me on that that I'd been working with electric cars in the UK. So they came to me with this technology, basically with the view that they thought it was really good technology. And they hadn't really been able to find somebody who could commercialize it properly. And would I have a look at it? 
And the, the guy I'm working with in the UK, who's John Goodbody, he has a long background in the rental car industry in Avis and uh, people like that. And when he and I looked at it, we realized very quickly that companies like those, the, the rental car businesses, they, they have to transition to electric like everybody else. And they have a problem where cars come back in and need to go back out on the street quickly. And so for them, the normal AC charging that you'd see on the front of a house isn't practical because cars take hours to charge that way. And the DC charging, which, for instance, fast charging you see in highway locations, isn't really practical for them either because it costs a lot of money to put DC charging onto a car parking space. And then blockchain solves the problem for them. It gives them fast charging if they need it, and it gives them cheap charging for the rest of the time. And it's a perfect solution for people like car rental companies. So John and I saw this and went, oh, my goodness, this is going to be big. This is needed as well to help accelerate the transition to, to electric cars. And, and so we've really focused on this now since June, July last year, I guess. And it's been a heck of a fast trip because we've gone from first contact with UCD on the topic to, you know, really starting to, to roll out within just a couple of quarters. You know, it's been really fast. So, Hugh, what is the relationship now between GoEve and UCD in relation to the use of this patent? So, essentially, we're in many ways just a normal spin-out of um, UCD. So, GoEve as a company will have investment from UCD, or so UCD is a shareholder in the company, and we'll have a global exclusive license to the technology. And then anything we sell, UCD gets a percentage of as a fee for the for the intellectual property. And as we grow, that amount will increase going back to UCD. We've also got participation from Imperial College in London, which is also great, because the academics that originally invented blockchain subsequently moved to Imperial. And so we've got uh, Imperial, our shareholder in the company as well. And it's been a fantastic, a fantastic relationship with both universities. They've been super helpful. So what is your plan now to commercialise this? And what's the business model that will underpin it? For the moment, we're focusing on industries like car rental, like municipal fleets. You know, if you need to electrify a, a fleet of administrative vehicles, delivery fleets. So, you know, Royal Mail in the UK, La Poste in France, people like that who have to migrate large fleets. And also industries like the hotel industry, where more and more of their guests are turning up with electric cars. And they're kind of stuck saying, well, we have two chargers out the back and both of them are already full. So there's a whole bunch of industries businesses where we can go to them quickly and get a reasonable amount of business for the company. And we'll do that. Essentially, what everybody wants to do is pay a, a monthly subscription for the, for the equipment, like a rental or a lease deal. And that's, that's what the companies want, and that's what we're going to do. And then what we hope to do longer term is migrate back into the original idea behind the company, which is selling these things in Halfords or Carrefour or Walmart in the U.S., for use at households and really be able to have these things everywhere around the world. And Hugh, from a timing perspective, are you hitting the market just at the right time, do you believe? Or is it a little bit too early or even too late? That's always hard to know. I sometimes won't worry that we might be a year and a half later than the optimal, not too late, but later than the optimal. The people already making decisions on what kind of charging infrastructure they should use, apartment buildings, hotels, car rental companies, and we're only now really getting out there with our message that there's a completely different and better alternative available. And it's been you know, really interesting talking to people over the last several months. We talked to one guy at one stage who had been in Tesla for years 
And when we told him about the technology, he laughed and he said, oh, my God, we could have so used this at the Tesla factory, right? This is just better than anybody else has. Um, and so, you know, if we'd been started 18 months ago, we'd be really, you know, catching the wave of electrification now. I don't think we're too early at all because the transition to electric vehicles is really accelerating. Um, and even in countries like Norway, it's quite possible that the last liquid-fueled vehicle will be sold in Norway this year. It was in the news yesterday or the day before that electric vehicle sales now have passed diesel sales in Europe. So this is not something that's in the distant future. We need electric charging now. And Hugh, could any of the large car manufacturers or indeed the oil companies or large electrical companies attempt to replicate this technology? There's a couple of car companies have expressed interest in the idea. They've even, without being aware of GoEve and without being aware of the, the, the UCD patent, They've talked to their own investors about doing something similar to this, but essentially UCD has good patent lawyers and we've got the patent in, in a whole bunch of countries. And so if they do want to do it, they'll have to come talk to us. Uh, you know, the car companies could be interested. We could have interest from people like the Shells and the BPs and, and a lot of the energy companies are migrating to be electric companies. And also there's large manufacturers like ABB or Schneider, people like that, that could be very interested in having this kind of technology because they already make these boxes. It's a big part of their business. And it could be a very useful extension for them to, to, to get involved with us. Lots of technology companies like your own would be concerned about what happens in China because of their approach to European or even global patents. Any concern um, about that yourself? I think it's one of these things where, to some extent, as long as we can... There's two aspects to it. One, we're doing this to try and accelerate the transition to EVs and to make it easier for people to get electric cars and to feel happy with an electric car and fleets to transition. And we'll be busy, you know, chasing after the U.S. and Europe and, co and markets like those for, for several years. And ultimately, if we can have 10, 15, 20% share in the Chinese market, 25% share in the Chinese market, I'd be a very happy man from a money point of view as well. I think it would be a great, a great market to get into. And, and we have some of the best, best brains on the planet. You know, they've gone from UCD and they're Imperial now. We have some fantastic brains working on this in the background, so we'll always have uh, as good a product as anybody else can have, and uh, we'll compete with anyone. And as I said, if we can get a market share in China, China's such a big market, if we get 25%, 10%, 6% out there, we'll be happy. And are you avoiding motorway service stations and public car parks for now? We've concentrated on a couple of markets where there's real urgent need from the businesses to do something. There's a number of places as well where we're not focusing on it simply because we don't know enough about it. Just John and myself don't know enough about all of the different industries. We've spoken to people in the car parking industry, and they're very interested in using this to, to electrify you know, car park destinations in the middle of towns, retail car parks. There's people who are very interested. Um, the, even in the highway charging location where we're not focusing, there'd be a lot of application for the dock chain technology. If you imagine pulling into a normal EV charging station, there might be one charger and two parking places. And if you're a car number three, you have to sit and wait in your car until number two comes out from having a coffee, sits into his car and drives away. Whereas if there was a dock chain there, you could pull in, plug in, and then as soon as his charging session is finished, your charging session starts, even if you're both inside having coffee and burgers in the, the, char in the, 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 the coffee shop. So there's applications in places that haven't occurred to us because we don't know enough about the different industries. We're focused on the ones that we're focused on because that's the ones we know best and we're more than happy to talk to anybody with different application areas and try and figure it out what we can do.
And Hugh, how have you funded the business to date and will you require additional funds in order to realise the growth potential for the business? So far, it's been mostly funded by John Goodbody and myself. We're the, we're the ones that have, we're the kind of commercialisation team. We're funding it ourselves at the moment. And we will need, we do need extra funding to really make this thing grow. We're going out kind of very formally now in the next couple of weeks with uh, an investor pack going to potential investors. And we, we want to try and raise around 2 million euros now that will cover us for 2022 and then probably something like another two and a half or three for 2023. And with that, we believe we can get into the market at appreciable scale. And once we get beyond that point, sort of all bets are off as to how big the business could be because if we can, if we can manage to set up a manufacturing kind of supply chain, which would be with British companies, American companies, Chinese companies, um, we can do very large volumes with this technology. And, and we believe there's a huge potential out there. But for us, the critical thing is to get through 2022 and 2023, be able to build the product, get it supplied, and be able to show that we can sell it. And then once we can do that, all bets are off on how big this business could be. And of course, there's lots of VC funding entering into the EV space, so your timing is good in that respect. But what are you going to be using that 2 or €3 million euro for? Unlike a lot of companies that just make pure software, we're going to be making something that's a physical product that's backed by software. And so we have to, to work with, and we're going to work with partners to do the physical design, the electrical design of these things, the certification design, the design for manufacture. That costs money. We're going to have to build uh, some of our own back-end systems to handle all the information going to and from the individual units as well. And uh, what we want to do in 2022 is do some pilots with uh, a few selected customers, and while they'll pay a fee to do the pilot, it won't cover all of our costs for doing, for doing the pilot when we're still setting everything up and doing a lot of things by hand. So in 2022, it's mostly software design, you know, mechanical engineering design of stuff, electrical design, and then operational costs to do the pilots. And then in 2023, it's really more about kind of getting the supply chain set up and being able to get the volumes coming out. Um, and, and really, it's, 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 it's a, in some ways, it's a startlingly small amount of money that we need to try and get into such a big game because the manufacturing partners that are out there in UCD and Imperial have both been great introducing us to people like that. We can work with manufacturing partners that are already doing this kind of business at scale. And then we add, uh, we add the IP on top of that. And so we can get quite big quite fast with, with comparatively little investment. And of course, the one constant in any technology business has changed. So what does your roadmap for innovation look like? The, in some ways, the, the, the primary area where we can do innovation and really protect ourselves is, from any competition is doing better services at the back end, better usability. And also, there's an awful lot of stuff around the cost of electricity and optimizing the cost of electricity. The cost of the equipment in a charging system is really quite small compared to the cost of the electricity that you're using over time. And there's a lot of applications where we can do things at the back end that nobody else can do and that we can innovate around the services and the optimizations for that. And then the next phase beyond the next few years is really around vehicle-to-grid services where as grids come under load, and we've heard about it in Ireland with the... uh, um, Data centres. All the data centres. We can start using any of the cars that are plugged into the dock chain system to discharge back onto the grid. And because we can do it at high power and have a lot of cars plugged in at the same time, we can provide a unique service to national grids to get 
more robustness in their grid. And that's something that's really a big potential in a lot of different markets around the world is is that. And so we have, we have again, a basic path before us for the next couple of years is, you know, get the basic product out there so that it works in a sensible way. And then after that, there's a ton of, I hesitate to use the words artificial intelligence and machine learning because so many people use it to, to mean nothing at all. But there's a bunch of things we can do in those spaces in the following years, and that's what we'll be trying to do as well. And the vehicle-to-grid aspect is, is you know, it's, it's important at a, at a national level, not to mind a business level. And Hugh, finally, what are your long-term growth plans for GoEve? Is it to build this business as an acquisition target? It's one of these ones, it's, it's, it's too early to worry about that in a lot of different ways. What we have to do now, get out there into the market and get these things installed in a lot of locations. We've had lots of interest from people, even global financial institutions, asking us if, if we could partner with them to, to finance this for installation in emerging markets. The potential is very big in you know, the U.S., the European markets. It's enormous. We could get revenue from being uh, playing in the, the power pricing, so you know, taking margin on the cost of the electricity. There's a lot of things we could do in the long term. And I'll worry about whether we're an acquisition target or not in about two and a half years. Call me then and I'll know the answer to that question. But in the meantime, we're going to just build this thing and create value. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Hugh Sheehy from Go Eve, And I've no doubt that we'll be hearing a lot more about this blockchain technology in the years to come. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.